now, live from the sold-out Kilcrone Klein in County Cork, it's time! One podcast for the undisputed Straight out of Klein Championship. Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner, this man is a wrestler. He stands at 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighing in at an undisclosed weight that he does not feel comfortable sharing, even though he's doing DDPY every day for the last three weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of Straight Out of Klein, Joseph Dylan Tarr. And introducing his opponent, fighting out of the red corner. This man is a kickboxer, holding a professional record of one win over Porig in chess combat that he cannot let go of. Standing six feet, feels like 11 inches tall at this stage because he doesn't stop growing every time I see him. Alexander, the average, Colin. Well, how was that for an intro? That was a good intro. Yeah, Bruce Buffer better be worried. I think there <laughs> might be someone taking his job soon. All right, got me. Uh... Got me all riled up. Hey, you really fucking sounded out, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, got me all riled up there, Dale. Thanks very much. Do you kind of sound like? You sound like Kevin, uh, what's uh, his name? Oh, the guy who beat Mike Tyson. Kevin McBride? Oh, yeah. The guy from Monaco. Well, I say he beat Mike Tyson. He beat a Mike Tyson that was purely there for a paycheck. And it was hard to believe that was Tyson's last fight. I'm not counting the exhibitions. Hmm. He's from Monaghan. Not Mike Tyson, obviously. Kevin McBride. Really? Yeah. Mike Tyson's last fight was against a man from Monaghan. The only semi-important person to come out of Monaghan. Do you know what's kind of funny is, this is going to sound really bad, and I apologise to Kevin McBride if he's listening to this, but um, I feel like I'm getting his fucking name wrong. It is Kevin McBride, isn't it? Or is it McBridge? Oh, God. I'm a fake boxing fan, clearly. Kevin. <laughs> Mick. Yeah, it's Kevin McBride. Sorry, I started doubting myself there for a second. This is going to sound really bad. He uh, did an interview, I think it was in 2017. And like, yeah. he doesn't do many interviews. Like he's, to be honest, he's relatively, he's he's purely known for being the guy to beat Mike Tyson in his last fight. Uh, but he was doing this interview and I couldn't tell if he was showing signs of CTE or if that's just how people from Monaghan sound. Uh, I think it's both. Maybe everyone from Monaghan just says uh, CT. Uh, what did I, I almost said CTR as in a fucking television. Uh, <laughs> Sisters' initials as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe everybody from Monaghan just has brain damage. Maybe, maybe they all could beat Mike Tyson in a fight. Who knows? I've just killed your entire uh, Monaghan audience. Oh yes, all three of them. Yeah, all all three of them. They, they the entire population of Monaghan actually. Yeah, pretty much. Let's actually see quickly here if I go into the feed, because uh, it does sometimes give exact location, not not like exact addresses, but sometimes it does tell me the county that people are actually listening from. I've got a lot in Kilkenny, which is interesting. Oh. Uh, obviously Cork. A few in Dublin, which makes sense because, you know, Dublin's obviously the capital and they know a good mm-hmm. podcast when they listen to one. And let's see where else. Uh, Analytics. God, my laptop is so slow. Belgium, I've got 95 downloads from. Wow. 
Unfortunately, nobody gives a shit about Belgium. <laughs> if you know, you know. San Jose. Boardman. Boardman, USA. I have no idea where that is. Let's find out, unless you know. I've, I've never heard that place in my life. It's in Oregon. Huh. Nice. Nice. Let's see. A forgotten Let's... state. I don't really... Yeah, I don't really think about that state much. Galway, we've got a few downloads there. Uh, Ennis, Ennis is there. Belfast, oh, okay. big up Belfast. Uh, oh. The only thing that annoys me is like it has so like in in like the order it has uh, like so Galway, Crosshaven. Where the fuck is Abbey? Abbey Lex? Abbey Lay? Abbey Lay? How's it spelled? A B B. Y L E I X in Leash. Yeah. Never heard of that place in my life. Castle, what? Castle Pol- Castle, Castle, Castle Pollard is in Westmeath. Man, Ennis. Oh crap! Where's Ennis again? Is that okay. in Clare? Uh, no, isn't it in um? Oh god, I'm a fake Irishman as well. Apparently, I feel like it isn't clear now. It isn't clear. Yeah, yeah, no, it it isn't clear. Yeah, it isn't clear. I should know that. One of my friends' girlfriends is from there, but it has all them listed as Ireland with the tricolor next to it, and then sandwiched in between Ennis and Cork, you have Belfast, but it has the UK flag, and it's just annoying me. Yes, Belfast is in the UK, and I've nothing against the UK, but it just—I don't know—my OCD that I've diagnosed myself with. You know, it just looks bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, where else? Trying to see if there's anywhere else, anywhere else that, here that you would know that I don't know. Ashburn. Oh, I feel like that's in Virginia, I want to say. I've heard of it. Ashburn, um, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. You might be right in saying Virginia. Yeah. It's in Virginia. Lovely. Lovely. And. I know some. Cambridge, Leicester, Liverpool, Birmingham, and. That's kind of it. Yeah. So anyways, that's enough about me bragging about where people are listening to this show from. Alex, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, We're singing our Truths theme up? song, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you know, I, I mentioned to you uh, about like controversial topics. I love talking about controversial topics, right? Yeah. So I thought of something which i think you will definitely disagree with okay right first things first sorry no before you continue i need to apologize because there appears to be a delay so like sorry but there's nothing we can do about it but i just thought i'd mention it anyways sorry alex go ahead um yeah i i think uh a controversial topic that i think you will definitely agree with uh, disagree with Mm -hmm. uh i think that a lot of social media platforms should be outright banned. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Explain. Explain. I think that, I mean, all right. So you see a lot of like studies coming out now and stuff like that, right? That are like saying how these, um, how these social media platforms are like affecting people's brains, you know? Yeah. Uh, Especially teenagers and like children. Yeah. You know? And there still isn't enough like research like done on it. Yeah. And uh, it kind of reminds me of 
and it's going to sound hypocritical of me now, but like smoking back in the day. Yeah. Right. It was like everybody was smoking like back in the in the 40s and 50s. And everybody was just like, oh, yeah, smoke away there. There was there was kids smoking and there was teenagers smoking and they were complete and they were allowed to smoke. And nobody knew the dangers of it until the studies were done later. And we were and we said, oh, fuck, we've been doing this for so long. You know, how how, how much has this damaged us? And and I think that we can see that with social media kind of now. I think more, I think a lot of people are fine with it. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I think you and I are fine with it. And I, I'd say most of my friends and most of the people I know are, are actually fine with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think the main problem comes in is when you got like teenagers and children. Yeah. Right. And and some adults who like use the platform badly use it to like influence people with uh like their ideas and their ideas might be like really harmful you know and and stuff like that but Uh uh, a great example of it is the whole kia situation right do do you know about that i don't kia is in the cars or am i like okay go ahead so in america this trend happened on tiktok where um there was so there's a big like security problem in kia cars that were made from like 2002 to 2020 okay right or something like that right Uh, i'm probably getting that wrong but yeah something like that and where you can start the car with just a a usb Mm -hmm. right you put the usb in the in the keyhole and you and you turn it and you start the car so this trend started amongst like young teens of how many Kias can you steal oh, in a God. day, right? Yeah. And there was, unfortunately, in one of the situations, these 14-year-olds stole a car, right? And I think three of them died in a car crash, right? Mm-hmm. In a stolen car. Um, so you're getting these kind of dangerous trends and people doing stuff for that kind of like attention, doing this really dangerous stuff. Yeah. For that, for that kind of like clout, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's just like one, I think that's just one reason off the top of my head. And I don't want to sound like an old person, you know, they old like old people back in the day were like, Oh, video games are causing violence. Right. Yeah. I think this is different because with video games, there's clear line between yeah. fiction and reality. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The second you plug in that console, you're in a different world. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the real world. Uh-huh. Whereas on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, things like that, they the 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 lines are blurred. You know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like I don't totally disagree with you at all. I think you've made a lot mm. of really good points there. And it was funny because I was that was the first point I was going to make was the biggest difference between someone playing Grand Theft Auto, for example, and going on to Instagram is that Grand Theft Auto has always been based off fiction. Like every single Grand Theft Auto game is based off a fictional storyline. The only thing 
that resembles any sort of reality is the locations that they're in map wise. But even then they give the locations fake names like Los Santos mm-hmm. instead of Los Angeles, Liberty City instead of New York. Uh, Vice City is Miami, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you like you get the point. I think London is the only place they've actually outright named, and that was like, in, for like the was that the N sixty four or something or the PS one? I can't remember one or two. But um, yeah, like my thing with social media is that I think that there's a lot of positive points to it that unfortunately always will be outweighed by the negatives. I mm. think one of the positives is that like people are so much more connected and like you know we all oh fucking we, we just we just got fucking zoom raided there <laughs> that's very loud sorry yeah so no it's not your fault like listen if someone rings you they ring you that re- that actually gave me a fright i've got headphones on so it might have been as loud for everyone else but that really made me jump <laughs> but uh what was i just saying um what was i just saying uh, what the fuck? Is... Uh, all the 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 negatives outweigh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So like, social media has brought people closer together in the sense that we all know someone living abroad, or we all know someone living, yeah. you know, up the country. Porig, for example, our Celtic Codic co-host, he's living mm. up the country now, and it's great that we have services to keep in contact regularly with him, you know, and like mm-hmm. that's the positives. But like the negatives are definitely like. As you said, like the lines are so blurred between fiction and reality where yeah. like people live somewhat fake lives on social media. Mm-hmm. Like there are literally people on Twitter and we will talk a bit more about Twitter as this conversation goes on because there's a lot happening there. But with Twitter, I know people on there who use football players or MMA fighters or pro wrestlers as their profile picture. Their name is like Ash super fan 6948 and like they'd live they they live that life in their on their phone on their laptop whatever they're using yeah. on, on their device and it's like I, I i remember reading something before or watching something before that said that when things get vile on social media it's because you're not seeing a person's reaction like it's to you it's just words on a screen like that you're typing out like you're not seeing the immediate reaction of what's being said and like i've got me personally i've got a very addictive personality which is why i gained a bit of a following on tiktok and i decided that after a while i limited the comments because a lot of people are dickheads on tiktok like one example i can give there is i used to try and go live like i think after you get a thousand followers you can go live and i just passed a thousand followers and i remember one time i went live and like every time I went live, it was just like 15 year old virgins. I mean, you know, hopefully you are a virgin if you're 15, but like, you know, <laughs> that's, you, you get the point. Um, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. So like you know, people just leaving nasty comments or whatever. And then one person said something about Ashling Murphy, the woman who was killed nearly a year ago now um, in why can't I remember what county that was in? Why can't I remember what county that was in? Was that Offaly? Um. I can't remember. I honestly, I can't remember what county, but everyone knows that story. It was a tragic story. A young girl got killed for absolutely no reason, and it was terrible. And someone left a comment saying the girl had it coming to her. Yeah. Like, 
what makes people do shit like that? I don't like there's trolling or trolling, whatever you call it. And then there's just being an absolute fucking scumbag. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's when you're on social media, you kind of have this like mask, you know, it's like putting on a mask. And it's and. You, you know, when you're out and about. And when you talk to strangers, you still watch what you say because, like, if you say something wrong, you you know they could like kick the shit out of it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or there could be a fight or something like that. Whereas in social media, there's none of that, you know. You you do you do not have to control. Now the good people will control what they say, mm-hmm. no matter where they are, you know. Um, but the uh you, on, on social media, you just can't. Uh, a lot of people just don't have that consideration, you know, yeah. because it's like there, there's actually no immediate reaction to what they're saying. There's no, you know, swing at the face, you know, there's no like uh, someone cursing you out or something. Oh, they might curse you out, but who cares? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's someone you don't know. So it's, there's no uh, repercussions really. Uh, for what you say, and that's a that's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, right. That's good because then you can, like, theoretically, you can say what you want, you know, um, and what you have to say might be good, you know, but maybe it's not like socially acceptable to say it or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you can say it freely, and nobody will stop you. Now, unfortunately, nowadays, you know, Twitter censorship and you know, censorship on social media, that's kind of uh, gone away. But... Well, Twitter yeah. has turned a new corner with that, with Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. That's, have Have any of your band accounts been reinstated? Uh, I haven't checked. I haven't checked. I don't oh, know how I... that works. I don't know if you have to request it, but like you, sh- you, should, try and, you should try and see if I you can get try... at least one of them yeah. back. I have 11 band accounts. 11? 11. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. All with like similar names. Uh, and yeah, 11 band accounts. And I'm very happy that he's like kind of bringing back free speech. Yeah. To, uh... <laughs> it's, it's funny because the next controversial topic that we're going to talk about, and like I've, I've never really gotten the like, you know, why I've never understood how this man has always found himself in the news, but mm. lately I, I am understanding it because it's so fucking wild. Is yay or Kanye oh, West? Kanye. Yeah, what man. what the fuck? That's I, all I gotta I, say. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um like people Look, uh, I'm not gonna comment on what he said on the Alex Jones show because that was like that was pretty wild to come which, and say that. Which one was that? I'm getting them all mixed up now because he's done so many fucking interviews. What did he say on the Alex Jones show? Uh, he said he um, is this about Hitler? Yes, yeah, Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he, I remember that. He, now, if you watch it, it's actually not as bad as like some of the media were like trying for that what he said is that everybody has like admirable traits okay and 
he said even Hitler, and then he said especially Hitler. All right. Okay. Yeah. Which is like it's weird that you would say that. Anyway, yeah. You but know? you know what? One thing I will say is that Hitler was a very good public speaker. Yeah. And again, you know? people are gonna take that out of context. I'm not saying I agree with what Hitler did, but the point I'm making there is that he was very convincing in what he said. And yeah. had he used that for something else, and you know, maybe a more positive thing, people would regard him as a much more, you know, influential figure and not the commander of the Third Reich. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think we can look at like uh some like terrible figures, you know, throughout history and say, oh yeah, that person had some good traits. Yeah. You know, had some things that maybe we would want, you know. Mm-hmm. So like you said, Hitler was a an excellent speaker, you know. Yeah. Um, he could like ca- uh, capture a crowd uh, really well. <laughs> Hitler would have been a great wrestler. He, yeah, no, he, he cuts a hell of a promo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's like, well, Stalin, like nobody can like deny his like genius when it came to like organization and things like that, you know. Yeah. And um, how we could use systems and uh, set up systems in such a way, you know, it, it's. Um, I think we need to, when we discuss things like this, we need to allow nuance, you know, we need to, because if we're going to like analyze things like history, we need to take a very, you know, objective standpoint on it and not, and because the second you say, second, you might say, oh, Hitler was a good speaker. Someone was like, are you commending Hitler? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just stating the fact that like, if you understand that he's a good speaker, then that would make you understand why he came to power, mm-hmm. right? And and you know just say just things like that. Um, but that's what Kanye said, and it's weird that he would bring it up anyway. Right? Yeah, I'd say that it's 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 weird because you know when you make Alex Jones look like the moderate, <laughs> you're 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 doing something like. Um, and then he. And as as we know, a few weeks ago, he brought up like the Jews, right? Yeah, his death country on the Jews, <laughs> um, and and all that. But you know, some of it is, you know, I mean, like I I think one of the things he he brought up was that you know Black Lives Matter, uh, the the owners of Black Lives Matter, um, aren't black, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the Jewish, right? I think that that is a fair observation to make. You know, that's a fair like criticism to make. It's like if, if you're running Black Lives Matter, shouldn't the imagine if the Black Panthers weren't run by, you know, Malcolm X? They mm-hmm. were run by like I don't know, JFK. Yeah, something. I know, yeah. I'm just thinking of like a white guy, <laughs> <laughs> the most fucking clean cut white guy you could think of. Yeah. Yeah. From that time at least. Yeah. You you'd say you you'd bring it up. You'd see you'd say, okay, that's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, that that shouldn't be the case. If it's a black organization, it be it should be run by black people. Yeah. Um uh and you know maybe that's part of the reason of why Black Lives Matter became so you know bad. Yeah. They, they became uh, it could have been a movement for good definitely you mm-hmm. know 
Uh, but no, it turned out to be very, you know, quite a violent um, and ironically racist uh, group. So, uh, yeah, and now Kanye has been kicked off Twitter. Which, I mean, that just goes to show in this yeah. new era of Twitter, and uh, he's mm. like the first, at least public, you know, well-known person to be I, but I think he only got like a, he got like a timeout kind of ban. Like he was like given like eleven mm. or twelve hours or something to like get his shit together or something. For, yeah, from what I know, he didn't get kicked off for the Hitler comments. He got kicked off because he started shit with Elon. Oh, well, that explains <laughs> that. Alex. Yeah. Do you like fish sticks? Uh I love fish sticks. Must be a gay fish, Holmes. What do you mean? <laughs> I ain't no motherfucking ain't gay no mo- fish. I ain't a gay fish. Right? Been... Remember the remember the white fork. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he does the fucking public statement about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one clip I saw recently, it was Kanye. It was him on uh, South Park as well. It was I can't. Who who is he with? As, uh, again, which Kardashian is he with? Uh, he was with uh, Kim. Oh yeah, it's like he was like trying to explain why she wasn't the Hobbit, <laughs> and he had to keep ringing her to explain. Like, bitch, yeah. how come you ain't the Hobbit again? <laughs> 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 I don't care. South Park is. I think Joe Rogan said this. I'm not saying this because Joe Rogan said it before people start saying that. I, not that there's anything wrong with Joe Rogan, but you know, I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan. Um, but like, I think it's. For me, the greatest show on television ever. Oh yeah, it's what it's one of the timeless shows as well. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's like like The Simpsons had it's to to put it into wrestling terms. The Simpsons had its Attitude Era, right? Mm. And that was amazing. Now I love the Ruthless Aggression Era, but I feel like The Simpsons never even had that. The Simpsons very much went into a very like it like. I know it's still running and like eventually when it doesn't run, it'll be kind of sad in the sense that, wow, the Simpsons isn't a thing anymore. But like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, who the fuck watches the Simpsons these days? Yeah. Like, you know, modern Simpsons family guy, I think is the same. I think family guy had a really good run up to a certain point. And now I, I mean, I don't really know much about what family guys like now, but it's nowhere near as popular as it used to be. Yeah. So like, you know, South Park from the, the beginning, the middle and now, has just always been absolutely fantastic. And even when like they didn't want to do a storyline because they thought it was too basic, like Trump, for example, they mm. made it really like the way they did it with like him being Canadian and like the yeah. way they had it all set out was fucking like even when they don't care, they make it work. And then they replaced him with like uh Mr. Garrison. Oh my god, that was so that was so much fun. My opponent is a liar and cannot be trusted. (laughs) I'm so fucked. Why the fuck did I have to be her? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I love that show so much. Famous, famous classic. But yeah, like I mean, it just amazes me how like a generation that grew up on South Park has become so fucking sensitive. Yeah. How did that happen? Like I just like, I mean, listen, obviously, like sometimes you, you you grow up and you realize things weren't right and whatnot. But like South Park literally 
takes the piss out of everything. Every political stance, every, you know, public figure or celebrity, there's no, like, one of my favorite episodes is the wrestling episode where they essentially portray wrestling as this pantomime theater show with, like, you know, a bunch of prima donnas. And it's so fucking funny. And, like, yeah. there's, it's like, why would you be offended by this? I, like, even as a wrestling fan, this is funny. Like, you have to sit and laugh at yourself sometimes. And, like, I don't get how we've gotten to a stage now where the the the, the line that people would cross to offend people has become so thin. Mm. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I think... Um... Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I I don't understand how people can be entertained without being offended in some way, you know? Yeah, it's like I saw a video on TikTok yesterday. There was some stand-up comedian who made a joke about, I think it was about suicide, as far as I know, but it was like someone Mm. he knew who committed suicide. And someone started like hurling abuse. And like, I wouldn't even call them a heckler. They were a step beyond heckler. And they started like, you know, giving him abuse and they were walking out crying. And it was like, like you went to this comedy show and like jokes like that when you're going to a comedy show you know what comedian you're going like if you went to if you went to a Frankie Boyle show right you know mm-hmm. it's going to be you it's going to be yeah it's like it's going to be black Boyle. dark comedy like <laughs> yeah. yeah but like if you went to see Peter K for example who I'm actually going to see when he comes to Dublin um <laughs> like you know it's going to be a lot more lighthearted it's going to be like kind of like Lee Evans it's very like it's funny it's wacky like they're different styles of comedy mm-hmm. but like to get offended at a comedy show that you know is going to be quite dark like for me you're the problem there not the comedian yeah you paid for tickets to see this shit you know yeah like um don't have to like it, it yeah but, I mean come on you know what I mean this the this, this same thing happened to Frankie Boyle yeah, actually, he joked about suicide, and then some guy stood up and said suicide isn't funny, and he he was like, he said, "Oh my um, uh, my wife um is depressed and tried to commit suicide," mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> Frankie said back, uh, "Looking at you, I can see why." <laughs> <laughs> and like they stormed out. I mean, like they should have just said nothing. They should have just walked out. Like and that, that just, just yeah, just walk out. Like if you want to walk out, like whatever. I still think you're kind of stupid because you're at a Frankie Boyle show and like everyone knows what Frankie yeah. Boyle is like. But don't, do not interact with. Like if you know what's good for you, do not interact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Why is this stopping? Oh, here we go. So we have had some questions sent in, Alex. Mm-hmm. But they're all from the same person. All from that one fat gorilla. From that fat ass fucking bastard gorilla. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny about that? It's, you know, people who don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Some people will try and make that racist. <laughs> but the reason yeah. it can't be racist <laughs> is because this is coming from a man who is very clearly a sheet of paper. <laughs> he looks like the whitest Viking. He is oh, like literally, like he looks like he's straight off the ship. Yeah. And again, people are gonna make that sound like it's something that is. St- I meant the Viking ship. The 
<laughs> Look at that fat gorilla straight off the ship. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, I'm making this way worse. <laughs> I meant the Viking ship when they would pull up. You know what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So get your everyone out there, all the SJWs that have been getting on to me recently, getting pissed off about certain topics that I have decided to bring up because people people need to speak up these days. Do not get offended about that because we are talking about a very much white man, Porig Ring, Mr. European Extreme. Who, who used to be called Fat Gorilla on Xbox. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot to, actually forgot to mention that part. I was trying to think of another nickname yeah. and I couldn't think of anything. But yeah, Fat Gorilla, the Xbox 360 days. Oh, what a, what a time. What a time. Yeah. I would like to let you know he has said, tell Alex to go fuck himself. Would you like to, oh. would, would you like to respond to that comment? Uh, yeah, tell him to... Suck my dick. <laughs> well, congratulations, Alex. Well, yeah. there you go. For all you LGBTQ plus people out there, Alex is one of you. Yeah, I'm just come out as gay. I'm sure. There you go. There you go. Um, do you want to get into some of these questions? Yeah, let's go. Right. The first one I'm going to talk about, uh, because I feel like we need to address this anyway, is, and this is where I told you before we started recording, we have to, t- to take the piss out of him a little bit. He said, mm-hmm. is Celtic combat... Oh no, never mind. I'm actually the dumbass. I'm the dumbass. Never mind. I read this wrong. Well, now I feel stupid. I thought he said his Celtic Codec gonna make a debut soon. And I was like, the podcast that's been around for nearly three years is gonna make a debut. <laughs> or two years. Oh, sorry, it's over two years now. What am I saying? But no, Celtic Combat. Okay, sorry, Porik. Well, sometimes you just gotta take the L in life, and I'm taking this massive L. Mm. Shit. Oh, I actually feel so stupid. Just fuck this, Alex. Bye bye. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Uh, is Celtic Combat going to make a debut soon? Well, this feels pointless now answering this one first, but I suppose I better talk about it. Yes, it is. And it's going to start in January with the Royal Rumble. Oh. So what what's going to happen is it's not going to be a separate podcast. I'm going to do it on Straight Outta Klein. Yeah. But like, it's just going to, it's like, okay, fucking people are going to start saying, oh, you just want to be Joe Rogan because I'm going to mention Joe Rogan again. Joe Rogan has the Joe Rogan experience. And, like, he has the episodes where, like, he brings on guests from outside the MMA world. And then he, excuse me, has the MMA, uh, the MMA podcast, um, which for some reason, why can't, the MMA, not the MMA hour, that's Ariel Hawani. Whatever, you know what I mean? He has the, he has MMA guests and he counts them as, like, a different series. Mm. That's what's going to happen there. So, uh, yeah. That's what's going to be happening with Celtic Combat. Yes, pro wrestling is going to be counted as part of the combat sport world. Because let's be honest, it is. Whether you count it as a combat sport or not, it's in that universe. So it's going to be wrestling, MMA, um, boxing, everything like jiu-jitsu, amateur wrestling. I'm not going to cover those like religiously, but obviously they'll be covered if anything big happens. And yeah, I'm really much looking forward to it. And Alex will be a welcome guest on that show anytime because Alex is also a lover of the combat world. So yeah, mm. that's that's uh, that's my answer to that. So okay, he has he's has some questions here for me, which I'm gonna save for an episode I have in the future because it's kind of for an episode I had planned anyway. So I'm gonna ask yeah. the questions that he has towards that he's specifically put towards you, uh, but he has one here for me that we can both answer, and it's something I've I've spoke about a bit on here recently, but obviously it's good to have someone else on here to talk about this so due to recent heat that uh sorry due to recent heat jordan peterson has received what are your thoughts given his stances against free speech associated with gender and sex lgbt being controlled by governments 
uh, for example, illegal to misgender, etc., etc. Alex, I've spoken awful lot about this uh, yeah. recently, so I will leave you take the floor first. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's it's the heat that Jordan Peterson is getting is like makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I mean, he's very I I and he's been talking about this for years. It's very strange that he's getting more heat about it now. Yeah. Right. He's been talking about it since. I don't know, 2015, 2016. Yeah. And, and sorry, remember... sorry, I'm not going to, I know I give out about interrupting, but just, just to add something to that, he said back then that, because people are saying, oh, it's only a small minority of people. He saw what was coming. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, I remember him being on Canadian television. Yeah. And he said about the bill, I forgot the bill which made it illegal to misgender someone, C seventeen, something like that. Yeah. Um, and he said if they ask me to pay a fine, I won't pay it. And if they put me in jail, I'm going to go on a hunger strike. Yeah. Right. That's what he said. And I think definitely, like, uh, I I I've stated before that I'm not a free speech absolutist. I think there's some things that just uh, you know out of necessity have to be kind of controlled you know yeah um but like gendering someone right Mm -hmm. um or referring to someone as their biological sex Mm -hmm. that cannot be banned no that that should not be controlled in any because that's just factual that is a truth that we that we see every day and that truth should not be um, privy to their feelings. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't be controlled by their feelings. No truth should be controlled by uh, emotion or feelings or anything like that. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think all the heat that he gets is ridiculous. I think anybody that, uh, uh, anybody who thinks that, we should ban speech, even debating, you know, stuff like gender or sex um, or people are banning people, misgendering, <laughs> misgendering in quotes. Yeah. Um, people, anybody who thinks that probably should never, ever be able to be able to hold any sort of government office, you know? Yeah. I mean, like. I saw something yesterday that like it blew me away for all the wrong reasons. And like at first I thought it was a joke and then I kind of dug a little bit deeper and I realized, no, this was someone being 100% serious. And I'm going to try and say this without laughing just to kind of put it across like in plain English. But there was this girl on TikTok who put up a video of herself and she had her nose painted blue or red, one of the two, right? And I already kind of knew, okay, something's coming here that I'm not going to agree with and they said their pronouns were she her they them clown clown self and if you're going to exclusively refer to them as one pronoun it's not or one set of pronouns it's not allowed to be she her it has to be they them or it has to be clown clown self Okay, I've no problem calling her a clown, like, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that was one of the top (laughs) comments was, 
this is the one time people would adhere to this because you are very much indeed a clown. <laughs> yeah. um, but like what I don't get there is, and this is me, and people are going to get mad at me for this, but this is like me very calmly explaining why I don't understand this without even making fun of this person. Is if you're telling me that you have three sets of pronouns, but I'm not allowed to use one of them exclusively, then what is the point in having it there? Mm-hmm. That's like me saying to you, Alex, right? I've got three names. I've got Joe, I've got Dylan, and I've got Lou. And they're three names I've all gone by. Dylan's my birth name. Joe's my wrestling name that's become, you know, I've somewhat adopted it as a stage name. And Lou was the character that never got to see the day of light outside of the realms of our, you know, WWE 2K or 2K7. SmackDown yeah. versus Raw 2007, you know, create a wrestler mode. But yeah. if I said to you, right, those are my three names, Alex, but if you're going to exclusively refer to me as a name, don't refer to me as Lou. Yeah. It's like, exactly. then why the fuck is Lou even there? Yeah, exactly. It just makes no sense. It's, it's actually, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like, ridiculous. what I don't get is like, it's all these decisions. And like, I, I said this to one of my friends who I had a debate with. And like, you know exactly who I'm on about, Porik. Okay, it's not Porik. I'm only joking. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to kill me for that. But um, fucking, uh, I, I remember saying to, the, to this person that like, I it's like if if you want to have that view on life then like i can't tell you what to do and what not to do but it's made purely off emotion there's no logic behind us yeah it's it, it's purely based off of if that's how people feel let them off and i think ben shapiro put it really well it's not that if some random person in saskatchewan says i identify as they them that it personally affects me but when it does personally affect me is when you're telling me i have to disregard basic biology and adhere to this ideology under legal grounds. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, no, that's like, that's good. not, that's not on. That's tyrannical. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's insane. And, and, you know, another thing is that I'd say 90% of these people are going to change their minds eventually. Well, I, um, I, I spoke to someone. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think they're going to change their minds eventually. And they're, and they're going to, because emotions change well yeah yeah and and that's the big big problem with basing things that affect people's lives on emotion right Mm -hmm. Uh, basing laws on emotion emotions change so what's going to happen to the laws then well yeah like that that's Mm -hmm. another thing and like i mean just kind of like on that as well like I, i was talking to someone recently and he told me that he thinks this is going to die out. He thinks mm. eventually people will kind of start realizing. I mean, obviously, we realize it, and a lot of people that we, we you know, admire and um, listen to, like, you know, think it's, it's. I mean, one thing I've been surprised about recently is the more I've spoke about it to people in certain areas of life, there's a lot of people agree with what we're saying. Yeah. But a lot of people are afraid to say it. Oh, yeah. But like, just it's kind of... Unheard majority. Yeah. But like, just kind of on that, like, do, do you think it's going to die out? Or do you, do you just think this is going to, this is just going to get worse? I, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh-huh. But I think it is eventually going to fizzle out. I just, I just think that it's going to take 
like hardship if that makes sense yeah um i think we're like we're already heading into a very tough period you know in like human history mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I think things around the world are just going to get tougher and for a while at least you know yeah and i think that kind of struggle is going to snap people out of it and yeah. it's going to fizzle out because at, at that point when things are tough it kind of demands people to become tough mm-hmm. well to get by so i think they're i, th- I think they're they're gonna honestly i think the next generation is going to be tougher than us you know mm-hmm. um and they're they're gonna and the ones who are believing all this kind of stuff you know this whole gender ideology i think they're going to be uh they're going to have a rude awakening to the real world <laughs> yeah yeah i i think that uh you are you okay yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's getting all choked up al it's okay i understand <laughs> um yeah like funny like because parik has a question here um the first one he kind of has spe- uh, specifically towards you is just on that topic what social trends have you noticed that are not inherently bad right now but could be bad if left unchecked hmm that's a very good question actually, it is it? yeah um, can i hmm. can i s- slightly start this one yeah go i think tiktok trends yeah and like that might sound like wait what what are you on about? i'm not on about like you know people doing silly dances and whatnot like whatever like that's harmless but I saw something Matt Walsh was talking about it. There's some like trend lately where like people are like, it's like a, you, you have to choke yourself with something until you pass out. And then you, when you wake up, it's like the you have to see what the adrenaline rush is like. And then you got to go try and like run a certain amount. I don't know. Like it was really like it was something like really, really bad like that. But like people mm-hmm. think like, oh, it's just a minority that are doing this. There has been like hundreds of deaths in America and in a few in Europe over this, like some of these trends, I say TikTok, it's all kind of social media. I remember there was one on Facebook years ago. Oh, I can't remember exactly. It was, it was like a cinnamon challenge or something. Um, And like yeah. p- people were like just taking it really, really far. And like kids don't know any better. Kids think it's a bit of fun. They see it on social media. They see it on TikTok. They see it on or they see their favorite, you know, influencers or whatever you want to call them doing it. And I think that's something that like, I mean, I, I, like, I mean, it sounds bad that like I, I'm answering a question that says it's not inherently bad. But what I'm saying mm. is, I'm not saying it's not inherently bad, but I don't think it's getting an, as much coverage as it probably should get. And I think that if it keeps going the way it's going, like it, it's it's gonna get, as you said, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I thought of I thought of one there, mm-hmm. and this is gonna be very because because. Um, there's thing, there are some social trends that I think are good, but left unchecked could go very, very bad, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I think one of those things is uh, activism. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of those things is uh, activism, right? So political mm-hmm. activism. So like people going out and like protesting about you know the climate climate change or yeah. just protesting about things in general. And you see some of these protests are going way out of hand. 
they're getting really, really weird. Yeah. You know, like so the, the climate protests, like they had like they're all dressing in like it's almost cultish, mm-hmm. you know, the way they're dressing in these like really red like dresses with these crowns and they're like pouring like blood over each other and they're holding funerals for the earth. It's very big, weird. Big gangrel fans. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's very weird and it's very cultish. Yeah. You know? And if people are if people are getting involved in this kind of cult like activity, then who knows what they do, you know? Yeah. For for the, the group. And well, yeah. I, I think one of one of the things, and it might seem small now, but I think it's gonna get bigger, is the whole um stop oil, you know, people like putting yeah, throwing like soup. On paintings, on paintings that they don't realize are covered by like really thick glass. Yeah, <laughs> they're covered by like protective glass and stuff yeah. like that. But I think that's it's. I think it's starting. I think that sort of it's going to escalate from there. Yeah, you know? I think like with a lot of those people as well. I don't even think they know what they're protesting against. I think they've just fallen into something, and I feel sorry mm-hmm. for these people because they feel like they've been in situations in their lives where they wanted to like rebel against things and they follow these trends and they see people protesting for these certain issues and they decide that, yeah, I'm going to go follow that because simply because they're rebelling against something and they mightn't even really understand what the actual thing is that they're combating, you know? And that's a scary, scary prospect when you think about it, because like a lot of these people are just not well. You know what I mean? I'm not even saying mm-hmm. that in a bad way. They're just not. They they've got issues like like we've all got issues, and they're just not dealing with them properly. And this makes them feel like that they're fighting against something. You know, they're fighting for a good cause when in reality, mm-hmm. like you're really just exposing yourself as a bit of a muppet. And you know, and I wish these people well in like getting the help they need to recover, but. I don't think these people are having, I don't think they have enough people around them telling them you need to cop the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to, I don't mean to keep going on about the gender thing, but like, like gender dysphoria and gender identity disorder, like they are real things. You know what I mean? Like those mm-hmm. are real mental conditions that people have. And I, I have all the sympathy in the world for people who have to try and deal with that but me pretending that men can be women and women can be men or that you can be nothing and just decide that i don't want to identify as something that's not helping the cause at all at all yeah you know what i mean like these people are like i mean i for a long time like you know i've i've always said like i was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder bpd for short back in 2018 and there was a time where i was like oh, i gotta like beat the stigma and all this and not saying there isn't a stigma against it, but I think I got to a stage where I had to realize or I, or I realized I had to stop because in a way I was almost promoting a mental disorder that luckily I don't have the worst case of it. I think I deal with it quite well, especially now I have my moments like, you know, like most people do, mm. but like, it's just like, I think that's another thing is like mental disorders. I think it's almost like people think it's cool to have them these days. Yeah. That's a big problem. I think. You know what I think is that people, so it's especially like like adolescents, you know, mm-hmm. 
uh, they like oh pretend to have oh Tourette's or yeah. you see that a lot or like pretend to be so I didn't mean to laugh it was just reminding me of Cartman sorry Cartman yeah I was gonna say that <laughs> um <clears throat> and people pretend to have Tourette's and depression and anxiety and stuff like that and they and you know they use that for attention and as as an excuse but I think it's a bit deeper than that you know I think yeah. that's no, I I think it's they're kind of using that I think uh, to kind of cover off an actual mental problem that they might have. Yeah, right. Like and like, uh, I I think one one mental problem that I've seen a lot of people get and and it's sad because they don't even know they have it. You know, is like extreme like narcissism. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've seen that a lot too. Yeah, it's extreme narcissism, and then they use things like depression to like basically detach from it and to kind of cover up for it and to give an excuse for it. And I think they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, I think it's all unconscious. They they don't even think about it. Um, but yeah, and and then that goes back to activism. I think act like that whole activism is kind of the same. There's using it to cover up what's going on in their like individual lives, mm-hmm. you know, and to make themselves feel very make themselves feel important. Yeah. Yeah. And what I would say to like people who are going through stuff like that, because like, you know, I, I've had I've had my battles with not so much depression because I was never cl- clinically diagnosed with depression, but I've had my issues with mental health. Like, you know, it's just it's something that pretty much everybody deals with at some stage or one stage or another in their life. But like, I, I I said this to one of my friends who like, even now still struggles with it a lot. People can't do it for you. You have to put in the work too. like people can support you and people can lead you in the right direction, but you have to realize what's right and what's wrong and how you can make a positive impact on your life without trying to jump on these silly childish you know, bandwagons just trying to make yourself feel a, a little bit special, you know? And yeah. that's something that people really need to take into account and that it's not going to magically disappear by other people doing it for you. You got to go do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And something else that's kind of crazy, I'm actually not aware of this, but, uh, Porik has asked a question here, which is quite interesting. Um, so I'll leave you explain further because I've no doubt that you've heard about this. Uh, what do you think the future holds for the Catholic Church going forward after the Canada scandal, uh, getting the church to apologize for atrocities that were not committed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is so what happened was um, it was reported that mass graves of uh, Native American children were found in Canada, mm-hmm. right? And that was, uh, and that the Catholic Church was covering up those bodies and things like that, right? Yeah. Now, as fallout from that, Catholic churches were being burned all over across Canada and being attacked, mm-hmm. and masses were being interrupted and stuff like that. Um, and the Pope came out with an apology for it. Okay. Turns out 
It was all fake. Oh, wow. It was made up by that news organization. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was no mass graves or anything like that. Yeah. It was all a lie. So, <clears throat> what do I think this, this like, means? Well, I think, well, first off, there's an, a bias against the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. right, in the, in the world today. There is, yeah. Yeah. The, the, and people use that bias to, you know, a, against the church, right? And, you know, media has a bias against it. So yeah. if, you, if you tell the media and if, if you tell everyone, oh, the Catholic Church had a mass grave of children in Canada, then they're going to act on that, right? And that's yeah. what they want. Um, but I, I think the big problem is that the Catholic Church is a spiritual organization, right? Yeah. It's, that's what its focus should be. It should be focused on its spiritual views, teaching people about the church and what mm-hmm. the church believes, and then doing mass and confession and all the things that the church does. It's all spiritual. Yeah. Right. Um, but the fact that Pope Francis immediately believed in that report, that, that, that news report, and Apollo and came out and uh, look, if he genuinely believed in it, then yeah, no, no, no doubt he'd apologize for it. Yeah. Right. Um, but the problem isn't that he apologized for it because he probably did genuinely believe in it. But the yeah. fact is he believed in it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's because the church is getting too involved with the world. It's getting too influenced by the world. Yeah. You know. And the Catholic Church is one of the oldest institutions still around. It's two over two thousand years old. And um it <clears throat> it shouldn't be affected by the views of the world uh, uh, of the world at large. It should have constant views, you know, that 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 don't change. And technically does, but unfortunately individuals in the, within the church are becoming like more more relaxed, if you know what I mean, and like more liberal, yeah, and things like that. And they're like they're falling and starting to believe in the ideologies that the world is is putting out. And I think that's a that, that's a huge problem. Yeah, I think it, no, it definitely is a huge problem. And as you say, like there is this bias against like the Catholic Church and stuff. And everyone knows, like obviously, like we're both Catholic, and this isn't like us, like being crybabies whinging about it before people say that but like for example like a few weeks ago or about a month ago at this stage can't remember exactly when it was but true geordie got like fucked in the ass for making that joke about muslims and Mm -hmm. there was this outrage that he had made the 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 joke about like uh andrew tate blowing up because he had just converted to um, to, to Islam, yeah. you know what I mean, and like, yeah. I just what I thought was kind of like, and I because I made a podcast about that, and I was like, look, lads, true Geordie's not Islamophobic. It was a joke. Like, yeah, he probably should have like realized it was going to cause a bit of backlash. And the apology where he kind of cried over his mother, I thought was it was very like it was very pantomime. But mm. I think that if he had made a joke about the Catholic Church, I don't think anybody would have cared. Yeah. So it's like, why is it one set of rules for one religion and another set of rules for the other one? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, yeah there's a lot of inconsistencies there. Yeah, and you see it everywhere. Loads of comedians make fun of the Catholic Church. Yeah. Right. And like I don't think I've ever heard of a Catholic comedian either, you know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think Daryl O'Brien did put that really well though before, where he said, like, why he won't take the piss out of the Muslims. Because mm. he said that not only will I not understand it, neither will any of you. <laughs> yeah, I think he said something like, if I come out here and go, hey, what's with these Muslims with their fucking books that go floating everywhere? He was like, the audience would be like, oh, is that a thing? I didn't know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was a fair, pretty fair point, to be fair. Yeah. But I yeah, like how exactly. he made that part of his, like, part of his, um, his, his act that, you know, he was like, I'm not going to make jokes about this, but I'm going to make a joke about why I'm not going to make jokes about this. Mm. I thought it was quite a clever way to do it. Yeah. No, it's very clear. Yeah. That, that's a good comedian. Like, that, that's... That's someone who knows because I a lot of comedians fall back to tropes. My uh, manager at work told me he he went to a Daryl O'Brien show and then he had to leave because he kept saying um. Oh, really? And now every time I watch a Daryl O'Brien show, I realize this he'll make a joke and then he'll go. So he'll he'll say something like, "I did this the other day." Um, like every time like the audience <laughs> is about to laugh, he'll come up with that big um, and I'm like, "Yeah, I can't. I can never like not notice that now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like yeah that's a lot of good topics covered there i'm trying to see is there anything else i mean he has one here park that we kind of talked about before and like maybe we could talk about it again i suppose because i think the last time we spoke about this was back in well actually it was october i think it was i can't remember i can't remember if we spoke about it we did a podcast back in february but i can't remember Mm. I know we talked about the Dylan Al show and stuff on that. I can't really remember what else we talked about. But uh, it's how bad would the conflict be if Northern, uh, Northern Ireland becomes part of the Republic and will it spill this far south? And just like for clarification, me and Alex live as far south as you can get pretty much without physically leaving the country. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the southern tip. Like, Yeah. Um. Yeah, that the I do remember discussing it somewhat because I think we were just discussing the North in general and we brought that up. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, if hopefully we get a reun, reunification, I think there would there definitely will be conflict. Yeah. Right. Like I think no doubt there's going to be conflict, but the way I also see it is that there's going to be conflict anyway. Right, mm-hmm. there's going to be there, there's going to be conflict if it's not like things are heating up anyway, you know. Yeah. Like like I heard there was uh, some gun seat that the the UVF or at least what the what the UVF is now mm-hmm. what they turned into now having connected to a few assassinations that have happened over the past few months. Yeah, and they've been caught with guns and all that, and the IRA have been caught with guns. The the new IRA. Um, it's gonna start becoming really violent again. Um, I think, and so it's either violent and we don't unify, or unifying it's violent anyway. And I think the longer we wait, probably the more violence is gonna be. Yeah, we do eventually unify, and it's going like it's going to be bad. I don't. It's going to be a second troubles no matter what. Yeah, what happens. So like unfortunately 
it's probably going to be a lot who who will die. Um, but the thing is, is the British government were very hard pressed, um, like helping out in the situation, especially because like Catholics were very marginalized by the British army after, especially after like Bloody Sunday and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'd like to think that maybe our army won't be as bad, you know, um, and we could arguably the IRA and people like that would be on our side, you know. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think it'll spill this brand south, though. I don't think that would happen at all. It might, you know, maybe the UVF will get, you know, bold, you know, maybe go after Dublin. Uh, or Cork even, you know. Yeah. But uh, it won't be common. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's funny because, like, this time last year, I was preparing for my first ever theatre show, which was called Dividing the Nation, which was uh, a theatre show, uh, which was a, why can't I think of the word? <laughs> Not reincarnation. Help me out with English, Alex. What's the word I'm looking for? A... Um, re reimagining reimagining there's another word for it but i think people we were doing a rendition let's just say of the treaty debates um that happened in 1920 late 1921 early 1922 and like i played cahill brewer who was very much Mm anti-treaty and it was just crazy to see like to be able to play these characters like i feel like that's like we can never go back to that time and see what people were actually feeling or, you know, um, what they were fighting for or against. Like, we'll never have those exact feelings and emotions of what happened at the time. But to get that close to it and, like, it was pretty cool, like, doing it on the 100-year anniversary. Like, mm-hmm. it was just crazy. I, I, I like, I, I couldn't help but think afterwards, like, just imagine, like, because, you know, the Ireland we live in now is so different to what Ireland was like hundred years ago and even 50 years ago, even 20, 30, yeah, 30 years ago, even like Ireland's changed a lot. Yeah. You know, I and, don't think any country has changed as fast. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And like, we're a small country in the grand scheme of things. Like we're, we're tiny. And for such a small country, we've got such a huge influence on the world in a lot of ways, whether it's sports, entertainment, music, politics, there's a Ireland is very much a global nation in a lot of ways, if that makes sense. Like we we are we can be found pretty much everywhere. But like the fact that we've changed so much for a small country and that the fact that we're still separated in two between North and South and, you know, UK and uh, Republic, there could be like that's the next big change. And like, I don't know when that's going to happen, but the fact that in 30, 40 years time, Ireland can have another huge shift in terms of it could be 100% fully independent. Like, it's just mad. Like, what other small country gets... Like, Korea's not small. Korea's big. So, like, mm. when you have North Korea, South Korea, yeah, okay, because Korea's a pretty big place. Ireland is not anywhere near the size of Korea. It's just mental. hmm Yeah. The, the fact as well that it's still... You know, at least for North Korea and like South Korea, you know, they're two separate, distinct nations. You know, yeah. Whereas in Northern Ireland, you know, it's 
a lot of Irish people there. State, <laughs> like it's it's not even a nation. Like it doesn't have a national anthem. The Northern Ireland football team sing "God Save the." I was going to say the Queen, but I suppose it's "God Save the King" now. Like mm-hmm. Wales and Scotland don't do that. Yeah, they have their own national anthems because they're nations. Northern mm-hmm. Ireland is a segregated state on an island, which unfortunately still doesn't lay claim to it. And I say unfortunately, but like, I mean, like when we were in Cardiff, we met uh, Sky, Sky James, who's from the North and, you know, is very much proud of being from the North and being from the UK. And like, there wasn't any hassle. Like we all, like three of us got on like a house on fire. We were meeting Seamus, like the first Republic wrestler to go to WWE and make it huge. And like, you know, like people can get on, but like, it's just... Yeah, it, it's just kind of sad in a lot of ways that there is still this divide between this very, very small island. Yeah, and and like I, I, I think, uh, like it's it's the fact that it's, it's occupied by someone who invaded us mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago. Yeah, you no, know, that's crazy. That would be like if North Korea wasn't its own country, but in fact was owned by Japan. Yeah. You know, still. Yeah. That's what it's like. Or, or you know, if like, I'm trying to think of an example here and I'm just running on blanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, if Lithuania was owned by Poland or Denmark, yeah. you know, or something, if that was the thing, if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it would just be, it'd be crazy, you know? And, yeah. We're just so used to it at this point, you know, just we're used to looking at the map and seeing it in, in two that it's hard for a lot of people to imagine a united a united Ireland, I think. I think if we ever do unite, mm-hmm. we need to people need to stop saying Ireland. That needs to be a new law. Yeah. It pisses me off so much. I already spoke about it on here before, but Ireland, I-R-E-L-A-N-D. It's self-explanatory how it's pronounced. The fact Ireland. that people still say Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> like, if I asked you what nationality you were, you wouldn't say you were Irish. Yeah, Irish. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. That just doesn't make sense to me. But, like, you can only answer yes or no, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think this will be an interesting way to end it. Do you think in the next, so what year are we in now? So let's just say 2023, because we're nearly in 2023. So 20 years would be 2043. So twenty by 2050, we'll say, right? Mm-hmm. 2050. Do you think Ireland is a united country, all 32 counties under one? Yes or no? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Alex, mm-hmm. I think this was a great conversation. Oh, this is, yeah, this is brilliant i think yeah porig porig in particular was anxious for this to happen again and i always enjoy these these are really good because like i want to get more guests on here anyway but like i think these check-ins are quite good too yeah between the two of us so you are the honorary co-host you're the honorary so sammy zane is the honorary ooze you're the honorary cluse <laughs> pocket whatever you know what i mean um yeah. I suppose one thing we better mention as well, just before we go, is Celtic Codec. There will be an episode next week. Yeah. There and is. all three of us are going to be on it. Yeah. Me, you, and Porig. Perfect. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. 
one final request from you before you leave. As you know, mm. on this podcast, we end every we end every episode with a classic wrestling promo. Sometimes we throw in an MMA um, post fight interview or UFC post fight interview in there, but mostly it's wrestling. So, Alex, once again, I'm going to ask you to name one wrestler that you would like to hear a promo from. That's not Chris Benoit before you say him uh, that I will play at the end of this episode. Who are you picking? Hmm. Stone Cold. Alex, I'm going to ask you for another wrestler because I feel like I've played about 17 million Stone Cold promos. Oh, (laughs) sorry. That's not your fault. That's my fault. I have played. Stone Cold is just the easy cop out. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. How about Triple H? Triple H. There you go. The new CEO, COO, the, the, the man who runs WWE now. I, he's got so many titles these days, I don't even know which one he is anymore. You're about to hear from him in just a second. But Alex, thank you once again for coming on the show. And we will talk to you next week on Celtic Codec. Me, Porig, and Alex. But until then, enjoy this from Hunter Hurst Helmsley himself. You know, I get to walk out here and hold up a WWE title. And you get to stand in here and you get to say that you're friends with the WWE and that's pretty cool. Yes! WWE and ICW setting up a trick. Well, I'm not your only friend. What? That's right, I almost forgot. I've got lots of friends at the WWE. Triple H! Get on out here! It's good to have friends, right? Absolutely. A little bit busy right now. Just took a second to stop by here. We're just down the road, but I had to stop by. Want to bring the champ with us? But I just wanted to take a second to come here tonight to thank all you. Because the truth is, this is where our business starts. Every single night in a place like this, with guys like this and a group like ICW. To even hear them say those words, listen to this. The Welsh are known for being a great voice and they certainly are tonight. That's where it goes, ICW, progress, places like that. That's where you see this stuff grow. It's where you see it start. It's where you see it boil up. 
global sanity. And I appreciate you guys supporting it. Whether you whether you're you're here going nuts for this, and look, I heard a couple of you booing in the beginning. Yeah. I heard a couple of you looking for an ass whipping. But the but the truth is, this is where it starts, and we're all no different. We all love this business. I'm no different than every one of you. I started out just a fan, just loving this thinking it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, man. And I'm, I'm just like this guy here, just like that guy there, and not really like him, but... <laughs> at all, yeah. Not even slightly. But thank you guys. Thank you for supporting this. Thank you for being here for ICW. Continue to support this, because it's gonna continue to grow. The UK, England, guys like Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, we're gonna light the world on fire. The UK, all of this, Europe, it's gonna continue to flourish. We're gonna make it bigger than it's ever been before. And this business, we're gonna take to new heights. People think the WWE is the biggest. You ain't seen nothing yet. Thank you guys very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what an endorsement by the CEO of Ladies WWE. and gentlemen, one last time, give it up for Triple H. If I hadn't have seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed a word of it. As well as a visit from the WWE UK Championship holder, Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight, Triple H, in an ICW ring.